Unionville Church of Christ, February 2nd, 2020. The Shepherd and His Flock. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his, sheep, his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used his, this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the full. bow with me. Our dear Heavenly Father, it's a great blessing that you instruct us to cast our cares upon you, Lord, that you're here, that you know everything. Lord, we're thankful. We're reassured. We know that we can come to you in a time of need, Lord, and that, that is what a wonderful value. We're mostly thankful, Lord, for Jesus Christ, and we try to understand Jesus and his teachings. We try to understand you, Lord. We can't comprehend love as you've expressed us, expressed it to us, Lord. We understand that love is also powerful, that, that it supersedes just about everything, Lord. Jesus expressed this to us in his examples of life. What, what a great thing, Lord, you've given us. We just give you thanks. and We pray, Lord, for understanding. We pray, Lord, for patience. Lord, we have many concerns that we want to bring to you today. People that we've been had in prayer that um, have been sick. Lord, we miss our brother Jim Clark, and we understand, Lord, that he has suffered much with uh, intestinal digestive issues. Lord, we, we just pray that you can give him some relief, that you could give him healing. We pray, Lord, for Lucille Sexton. We pray, Lord, for people that are aging, that are seeing a decline in their bodies. We know, Lord, that our body deteriorates, but our soul doesn't. Our soul grows. We just pray for the soul, Lord. We pray for those that their bodies are deteriorating. We pray, Lord, for Jody Deckard. We're saddened by 
the events that's taken place. We know, Lord, that uh, Jody has just been heartbroken, and it saddens us, and we, we pray for Jody. And we, we, Lord, we pray for Betty and for all those that are looking after him. We pray, dear Lord, for Jeannie, as Jeannie has had several events that has just taken her from her, her, her strong self down to, to just being very unstable on her feet. We pray that you be with Dale, Lord, as, as, he, as, as he's by her side. We ask, Lord, that you be with our brother Denny in the issues with his eyes, that, uh, that, that he may have healing with his eyes. We're concerned, Lord, about Janet Karen's daughter, Rita. Uh, we're, we're happy, Lord, that she's improved and that she's out of intensive care, and we pray that you just continue to be with her. We have concerns about Judy Fry that is in Puerto Rico, has skin issues, that you may be with her, that, um, that this, can be, um, this can be healed up. Lord, we, we just recently got word about uh, Andrew Chandler's father, Jack, having a heart attack, and we pray that, uh, that you, um, you, you just shower your blessings upon him, that uh, his heart may be healed. Lord, the world is concerned about this coronavirus, and, and as we are also, we pray, Lord, that, um, that, that the people in China and the people in, in, in the states, wherever, this virus is is that it may be contained and that it can be um, overcome Lord it reminds us Lord that you are in control and that's a great thing that you are in control Lord and we look to you for faith and for guidance Lord as, as we, we continue to study the great I am Lord help us for to have understanding and to know that in all that we do and all that we say, you, you are with us. You are there. We pray, Lord, that you be with Brother Allen as he speaks to us this morning. Help him to get understanding from his studies, that he may influence us in his studies and the things he's learned. We pray, Lord, that you just bless us as we begin a new week. We're thankful for this beautiful sunshine, Lord. We look forward to spring. For we ask all these many blessings in Christ's name. Amen. We all came in the front door. We all came to sing and pray and encourage each other and be encouraged by God's word. We came to share the emblems right off of the Lord's table. Free of charge. Because Jesus paid it all. Freedom isn't free, we were told here at the table today. We take what's free so for granted, it's, it's ridiculous. And like 
young people who've never known the days of World War II never realize the value of freedom because it's so free. You realize before Jesus died on the cross, nobody could walk in the church house and go up to the table? No. One priest in the whole nation on one day could break through the curtain to the back room where the table was to sprinkle a little blood from a sacrificed animal and go out so that the people's sins could be rolled over for another year. There wasn't any of this walking in the front door and shaking hands and sitting down and celebrating and worshiping God and being inspired by his word and taking emblems off of his table no matter who you are or what you did last night. There wasn't any freedom to be a sinner and get to talk to God until they tore Jesus' body, until he shed his blood. And when they did that, the curtain in the temple that divided off the most holy place from everybody else out there was torn in two. He became the front door. He became access for everybody to God. This is the I am statement we're thinking about today. We started at the top left on the screen. Jesus is the bread of life. John chapter 6. And then we looked at Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Chapter 8. Today we're in chapter 10, and he says, I'm the doorway. I am the gate. I am access. I am the way in and the way out. I tell you the truth, I am the gate. For the sheep, Jesus said to the people. Well, we don't have too many gates like that in our experience. We have gates like this. Gated communities. Gated access to various places. You got to have the code to get in. You got to be okayed by the watchman to get in. Um, Brother Phil Barker in town has an apartment house there behind Yogi's, one that burnt several years ago and he had to have it rebuilt. 
several years ago, he uh, just was at his wit's end on uh, all the patrons from Yogi's walk through the parking ground floor of his apartment building every day and every night and used it for a toilet and a trash can for the most part. And he had his uh, dumpster for all of his apartment people on that, that level. He had, to have that, he had to have that emptied out about three or four times a month. He put a gateway on his apartment building. It's like this, electronic gate. Can't get in or out without the code. And all of a sudden, the need to have the dumpster emptied almost vanished. All the, the trash and the debris, human and non-human, that was taking advantage of his property was kept out by a gate. Well, God's house is that way. There's a gate. And there's no access apart from the gate. The exclusionary claims of Jesus, I am, include that statement. I'm the gate. If Jesus is the gate, then you need a relationship to him to come and go in God's place. So he our story, basically, the reading is, we're going to look at two parabolic, parable-type uh, illustrations. And the first comes in the first four verses. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. Now the watchman, notice we have a lot of characters in this story. We have somebody climbing over and getting in. We have somebody coming right through the gate. We have somebody guarding the gate. And then we have the sheep. Inside the pen. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
when he is brought out, all his own. He goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. This is a preparatory story to the, the main idea that he's going to make that, in fact, he is the gate. But that's not the point of this beginning part, is it? In the beginning, we envision one of these stone enclosures where the shepherds pin up all of their sheep in the dangers of, of night. And don't think about a very, very small pen where just one shepherd and his little flock go. That's not the point here. That's not the case here. What we have here is a co-op. This is a large pen. Multiple shepherds house or pin up their sheep for the night in this large enclosure. So large they have a guard, they have a watchman, you know, watching over the pen. He's not the shepherds, he's not one of the shepherds. He's, he's just employed there in this co-op pen to make sure that whoever comes and goes through this gate is really one of the shepherds who has sheep in here. Because you know, there are people who come along and they don't have any sheep, but they'd like some. And they'll just climb over and go in there and try to lead some sheep out of the pen. That watchman is to keep that from happening. And when an authentic shepherd comes along and says, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the sheep out, the watchman says, okay, come in. And that shepherd goes in to this large pen where there are sheep from a number of shepherds. And he calls his sheep, and his sheep recognize his voice, and they come to him, and he leads them out, and they follow him. We know they're his sheep by virtue of the fact that they recognize his voice and they follow him. In fact, they will not respond to a stranger's voice because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. They would run away from the robber and the thief and the inauthentic shepherd. Well, Jesus then says that he is the gate and he is the one that provides 
opportunity and hope and security and provision for his sheep. He says, all who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Was there any that came along among the Jewish people before Jesus that claimed to be the Messiah? The, the Lord who is our shepherd? The promised delivering shepherd? Yes, that's, yes there were. You've heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls? We discovered in the community down by the Dead Sea called Qumran, a community 100 to 200 years before Jesus segregated themselves out there, followed a teacher of righteousness. They claimed to be the movement of God, the replacement for the temple system. We have their library. And among that library are many biblical scroll books. A complete, absolutely complete scroll of Isaiah makes that discovery the most profound uh, manuscript discovery of all history to this day. Uh, that teacher of righteousness that those people followed a century or more before Jesus, he wasn't the teacher of righteousness. He wasn't the Messiah. He came before Jesus, but he was not the one. He was a stranger climbing over the side. And not very many followed him. And his following didn't last. You can read about a number of Messiah figures among the Jews who came after Jesus. But Jesus was the Messiah figure that entered through the gate. What does that mean? He came in through the right way. He didn't climb over the side. He came in the way God prophesied that he would come. And whenever I read the Gospels and they tell me about Jesus, they are quick to point out and eager to point out to me all of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled in his coming. His birth in Bethlehem, his birth to, birth to a virgin, all of these from the tribe of Judah, his descends from David, all of these things that we are impressed with by the gospel writers, they are basically saying, this is how you know he is the good shepherd. He came through the gate. He didn't climb over the side. He meets all the demands. He alone is the only begotten son of God because he comes in the way God foretold that he would come. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Saved from what? 
we saved from? When Jesus is the gate, I'm saved from the strangers. I'm saved from the thieves. I'm saved from the robbers. I'm saved from those with selfish interests who want to kill and destroy. I'm a sheep in this scenario. I need the Lord as my shepherd that leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, takes me to still waters, green pastures, who has a rod and staff that comfort me when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And evil is there to fear, but I don't fear it because the Lord, my shepherd, is with me. His goodness and his mercy, they follow me. And I get to dwell in his pen. I get to dwell in his house. I get to come and I get to go. I know what freedom is because freedom is based on following him. I listen to his voice. I recognize his voice. These saved people, he says, he'll come in and go out and find pasture. We're coming and going in life and we are finding green pasture by virtue of the gate. The one who sits in the way, protects with his very life, and opens a way for us, leads us out, listening to his voice and following him and taking what he provides and what he gives. Now the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. With Jesus as the gate, the gateway maybe would be a better way to put it. The gateway of living a life that God has designed and orchestrated us for, a life that's abundant. King James Version of this verse, life more abundantly, you remember. Life to the full, a full existence, a fulfilling life. I don't think Jesus is uh, trying to describe uh, being pinned up in church and seeing yourself as we, we saw, we, we looked at a psalm this morning and it says, you hem me in. Jesus isn't describing a life and a lifestyle that makes us feel hemmed in. He's, he's describing a life where it's abundant, it's full, and it involves freedom. Coming in and going out, the protection, the security, the hope that we have is a fulfilling, abundant life. 
and we come and go in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus was preaching. You know, the kingdom of God is among you. You, you are in God's kingdom. You are in God's family. You are able by the gate, by the doorway, by Jesus himself to have an abundant life. Now, here and hereafter. Now, the rest of the chapter, Jesus will amplify this metaphor of him being a good shepherd. But he starts it with just this, this notion that I am your way in. I am the gate. I am your access. I'm the front door. And everybody that comes in and goes out will come through me. It's possible that we don't appreciate the blessed, abundant life that we enjoy because it's been so available to us that we take it for granted. We have an abundant spiritual life free before God because Jesus broke down the barrier between us and God. He made it possible for sinful people to come to the Lord's table in the presence of their accusers, in the presence of their enemies. And he lays out a table before us in the presence of enemies. That's abundant life. That's access. And it's only provided when the body of Christ is the gateway. It's, it's the way in and the way out. He didn't climb over the side. No, he didn't steal sheep. He was the authentic shepherd. And his sheep hear and respond to his voice. We're going to close with the song. And the first verse of the song we're going to sing here is going to say, Jesus the loving shepherd calleth thee now to come. Shall we commit ourselves to responding to his voice? Let's stand and sing. Jesus, the loving shepherd, calleth thee now to come into the fold of safety where there is rest and room. Come in the strength of manhood, come in the morn of youth. Enter the fold of safety, enter the way of truth. Lovingly, tenderly calling is he, Wanderer, wanderer, come unto me. Patiently waiting, there standing I see. Jesus, my shepherd divine. Jesus, the loving shepherd, gave his dear life for thee. Tenderly now he's calling, wanderer, come unto me. 
haste, for without is danger. Come, Christ the shepherd, bless. Enter the fold of safety, enter the place of rest. Lovingly, tenderly calling is he, wanderer, wanderer, come unto me. Patiently waiting, there standing I see, Jesus, my shepherd divine. Lingering is the folly, wolves are abroad today. Seeking the sheep who straying, seeking the lambs to slay. Jesus, the loving shepherd, calleth thee now to come. Enter the fold of safety, where there is rest and room. Lovingly, tenderly calling is he, wanderer, wanderer, come unto me. Patiently waiting, there standing I see, Jesus, my shepherd divine.